What is up, my dudes? Welcome to the first Olympia Oddities episode of 2023. What? I'm Trista. And I'm Steven. And today, we're here to tell you all about the time in November of 1970 when Oregon blew up a dead whale to explosive results. I'm so excited for this episode. Yeah, this one's been on the wait list for a long time, <laughs> and I think that we've both been just kind of like, the anticipation's been growing. Oh my god. And, you know, I really wanted to start this year off with just like, you know, let's take a break from the murder. Oh yeah, Let's yeah, take yeah. a step away from the doom and gloom. And let's talk about the time that they blew up a dead whale. And I think it was like back in April, I, 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 we told my uncle about this. And he has like this huge covers like wall to wall now like projection that he uses like yeah or screen that he projects onto that he uses for yeah everything. So yeah, we told him about that whale and pulled it up and yeah we watched. <laughs> that's the that's the biggest I've ever seen that video. You give him a full IMAX experience. We did, <laughs> and he's got surround sound, so even better. So in this episode, we'll tell you how they decided that dynamite. And 20 cases of it at that were the solution to getting rid of this pesky dead whale problem. And we'll also get into some of the drama surrounding the scene and its messy after effects, both in the media and on Oregon's shoreline. One of these stories involves an ex-military man who happened to be at the scene, gave a warning that went ignored, and ended up getting his car destroyed as the result. It's going to be a whale of an episode, so let's dive in. <laughs> I can have fun sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> on November 9th, 1970, a 45-foot whale washed up on the beaches of Florence, Oregon. The whale was initially thought to be a gray whale, but was later identified as a sperm whale. The site that the whale washed up on was about a mile south of where the Suslaw River sits. Curious crowds gathered to grab a glimpse of the whale, but after a few days, particularly day three, according to my sources for this episode... The smell became too much to bear. Could you imagine that? Like, I mean, we have been around, what would you call it? Just like port or fishing towns in general. I mean, just Olympia sometimes at low tide is like, oh, oh. yeah. I hate the smell of fish. I, I can do like low tide smell. Actually, like it reminds me of home so I can handle it. But I cannot do the smell of like, oh, Pike Place. Oh, man. Oh. I remember there was one time, I forget exactly where you took me hiking i forget where it was but yeah, it was like just after like the end of the salmon run oh, or yeah, whatever so and they were just rotting. yeah it, that was so bad yeah so i guess like imagine that times like 11 12 <laughs> and because of the smell the whale became less of a curious attraction to spectators and more of a disgusting pile of decomposing flesh that they were gonna have to figure out how to get rid of the Oregon Department of Transportation contacted local rendering plants, but they all declined. They didn't think that they could bury the whale because they were worried that the waves would just uncover it again. At 45 feet long, the whale was considered too big to burn, so they settled on explosives. What about chainsaws? You could, you could like chop them up a bit. I mean, like, yeah, by that point, it'd be a little... Yeah. <laughs> Like the look I just gave you, because I just I can't even. <laughs> that, that that would you know what that would actually be a good like pirate metal album cover. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would. It would fit that really well. But like, oh god, that's so gross. <laughs> the job of figuring out the task of exploding Nemo fell to a man named George Thornton, an ODOT engineer. 
George Thornton would later explain that the task fell to him after his superiors went off on a hunting trip. In a newsletter, he described this hunting trip as conveniently timed. I love that. I love that. I I love that so much. I can literally see that happening where they were just kind of like, they're really going to explode that whale. Yep. Sounds like it. You want to go on a hunting trip? (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Let's leave it to him. Yeah, he'll do it. Well, George did explain that they did have plans to go originally, but this entire thing had made them all the more anxious to get on with their trip. (laughs) Aside from the engineers and curious onlookers gathered ready on November 12th, 1970 to watch that baby blow, there was another man on the scene, and he had concerns about what he was seeing. Walt Umenhofer what a name was now a businessman but he was a World War II veteran with previous training in you guessed it explosives Walt knew that the amount of dynamite that George Thornton was planning on using was too much or too little depending on what the plan was <laughs> if the plan was to push the whale out to sea less would be needed if the goal was to shred the whale into tiny pieces a whole lot more was going to be needed Walt Umenhofer told a newspaper in Springfield that he tried to give George Thornton a warning, but he was just blown off. Umenhofer told reporter Wayne Friedman of the San Francisco-based TV station KGO 25 years later that Thornton told him, Anyway, I'm going to have everyone on top of those dunes, far away. Umenhofer replied, Yeah, I'm going to be the furthest son of a bitch down that way. (laughs) That's a smart man. Yeah, I like Walt a lot. <laughs> I do too, actually. <laughs> I like everyone in the story, though. I really do, because, like, conveniently timed. Like, there's, like, such a good level of snark in this. Like, all around. But That's I don't know, so I just great. love it. The entire whale exploding was captured on camera, including the moments leading up to the detonation, where Thornton can be heard saying, Well, I'm confident that it'll work. The only thing we're not sure of is how much explosives are going to take to disintegrate the thing so the scavengers, the seagulls and crabs and whatnot, can clean it up. (laughs) At 3.45pm, the plunger was pushed, and damn did that whale disintegrate. (laughs) The quarter mile safety zone that had been designated wasn't enough, so bits of whale, blood, blubber and all began to rain down. In the video, you can hear the cheers of joy turn into screams of disgust. It's so great! You can also hear thumping sounds, which are bits of whale crashing into people and cars parked along the beach. <laughs> the footage also captures a woman saying, Okay, Fred, you can take your hands out of your ears now. Here come pieces of... Before the rest of her sentence is cut off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for these people. Like, nobody knew. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> holy shit, if that's not just hilarious. But also, like, it's it's kind of like if you go out in the woods hiking and a bear eats you. I see it in the same thing. You go to watch a, a whale be blown up and some of the dead whale gets on you. Seriously. It's like going on a water ride and expecting not to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> a reporter, Paul Lindman, described the scene in his book, writing that, Explosions in movies usually look like a blast of fire and smoke. This one more resembled a mighty burst of tomato juice. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's, uh, just, and I've seen that video, but oh, God. Like, like imagine being there in person and seeing that uh, full definition. <laughs> Later in the BBC News report footage narrated by Lindman, you can even see Walt Umenhofer, who we mentioned before as being the only man to mention that there was something fishy with the dynamite plan, 
and was ignored. He's shown next to his freshly purchased and freshly destroyed by falling whale parts car, which he had ironically just purchased from a car dealership's whale of a deal sale. (laughs) The passenger side of the brand new Oldsmobile was flattened by a chunk of airborne blubber, roughly the size of a small truck tire. (laughs) Oh my god. I feel bad. He tried to give a warning. He just got that car. The whale of a deal sale. (laughs) It's just one of life's ironies right there. Dude, the only thing that like would have made that better is if they were with every car they were giving away a fudgy the whale cake wait i forget if that one's the fake one i think that's the real one what's a fudgy the whale hold on a minute i'm gonna show you this real quick fudgy the whale oh yeah okay no it's totally real okay sorry i always i you know how like sometimes there are things on tv that are like specifically tv and like this they sound like real enough to be in real life is yeah. this about how you thought Closing Time was a fake song made up for The Office? Kind of, yes, actually. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, Fudgy the Whale is a, a totally real, like, I forget who makes it. Oh, yeah, Carvel. Oh, I don't know if we have those out here. I've heard that those are good, though. We can order them. I would love a whale of a dad Fudgy the Whale cake. So, yeah, if they just, every car they sold, they gave you a Fudgy the Whale cake. I feel like that would have been, like, Whatever, I got the I got the cake. My car's destroyed, but I got the cake. But I got the cake. The video became the BBC's sixth most watched TV news report ever. And one of the many uploads of the footage on YouTube that I saw had over 16 million views alone. Paul Lindman explained that the news had such a serious tone that when he saw the chance to take the fun story and run with it, he took it. After the whale blows, he declares that it blasted blubber beyond all believable bounds. nice alliteration man (laughs) an impressive one Lindman attempted to get into contact with George Thornton in 1995 for a follow-up interview on the 25th anniversary but Thornton declined he explained that every time I talk with the media it tends to blow up in my face which if that wasn't a pun it should have been (laughs) the conversation between Lindman and Thornton ended poorly after Lindman asked if George was reluctant to tell the public what went wrong that day. George reportedly replied, what do you mean went wrong? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say I love everyone in this story because everyone in this story has audacity. What do you mean went wrong? I know. <laughs> uh, that, that couldn't have gone any more... <laughs> To plan? Yeah, to plan. Perfect. It was beautiful. What are you talking about? I meant to hurt that guy's car. Hurt that guy's car. I meant to damage (laughs) that guy's car. George Thornton felt that his media portrayal after the whale's explosion was unfair and at times cruel. Where we're not trying to be cruel. Like I'm saying, I love you, George. Like the amount of things that you've said in this episode that I've have made me laugh from like a point of like I put my foot in my mouth all the time, too. So like, oh, it's dude, kind of yeah, funny when happens. someone else does it. Like, we're laughing. I'm trying to laugh with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> he had been an ODOT employee successfully for a long time, working from his start in 1947 until he eventually retired in 1984. Nice. Uh, he later passed away at the age of 84 in 2013. It's safe to say that Oregon never attempted to blow up a whale ever again. The resulting media circus and embarrassment suffered from one failed attempt was already too much. In 1971, which was just one year after this, 41 whales beached themselves on the shores of Florence, Oregon. And this time, chainsaws were used to cut them up and then they were buried. (laughs) 
should be a whale disposal engineer. They should have. <laughs> they should have hired you for this. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm gonna do that, and then I'm also gonna like have a side business where I just do like Pacific Northwest black metal album covers, and it's all just <laughs> whale carcasses and people cutting whales off. The current policy laid out by the Oregon State Parks Department is to bury whale carcasses where they are. If the sand isn't deep enough for a whale burial, the whale will be relocated to another beach with adequate sand. In 2020, the residents of Florence got to vote to name a new recreational area, and the winner was Exploding Whale Memorial Park. (laughs) (laughs) A plaque was also placed. On the 50th anniversary of the explosion, remastered footage was released in 4K by KATU. <laughs> Locals also gathered on the beach where it happened, some wearing whale costumes. <laughs> I love it. In true That's keep so organ weird fashion. I love it. I love it so much. We That's need so to go to the, the park. We do. I we need, need to, to see the plaque. We were talking about this a little bit earlier, and Stephen was like, wouldn't it be great if they had like <laughs> just bronze bits of like whatever just kind of all over the place as statues kind of immortalizing the bits of broken whale everywhere? <laughs> I still stand by it. That would be like the greatest memorial I-, I would have ever seen. Yeah, if they've just got like little bronze mounds everywhere representing the whale. And what a timely episode on accident, because I just saw a news report the other day that an uh, orca washed up on the beach in Florida, which is weird. That is weird. Mm-hmm. That's very weird. I was about to say, I actually had this footage pop up in my Facebook feed not long ago. <laughs> my dad did, too. Everyone, I was like, wow, all of a sudden, it's everyone's got exploding whales on the brain. <laughs> Good timing. And those 41 be- whales that washed up the next year after this? That's definitely something we're going to have to dig into and do another episode on because what? <laughs> That's a lot of whales. No, that is a lot of whales. I just like to think that it was like adding insult to injury. The whales were like, all right, cool. Well, this seems like a good place to die. And y'all, we'll, we'll just let y'all deal with it. They were like highly offended that they blew the whale up. So they're all like, you know what? Deal with 41 of us. <laughs> whale death rights. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. Be sure to check out our Tee Public shop for some sweet merch. I'm definitely going to be adding some new designs up this week, which you can find either in our Instagram bio link or by searching for the Olympia Oddities Tee Public shop. Our Instagram and Facebook pages can be found at Olympia Oddities Podcast. And since I somehow lost the ability to share posts on the original Olympia Oddities Facebook page, I made us a group which I'm hoping could become like an interactive space where you guys can kind of like talk about cases and like maybe meet some other people who are into the same stuff as you. Uh, We got a good little group of people going in there right now. So if you want to check that out, that's at Olympia Oddities Podcast as a Facebook group. Be sure to follow us so you never miss an episode of any of our Pacific Northwest-based true crime, cryptid, or paranormal coverage. If you want a great free way to support our podcast, give our episodes a share to your friend or to your Instagram story. Leave us a positive review and help spread the word. I'm Trista, and you can find my personal Instagram at Saloon Ghost. I'm Steven, and you can find my personal Instagram at the Steven Ramirez. And until next time, friends. <laughs>